Hello and welcome to episode 61 of the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host Mark, and joining me on today's episode is my favourite photographer on the planet. She's responsible for some of my favourite photos, some of my favourite album covers, and she's an absolute genius. So I'm thrilled to be joined by the one and only Lindsay Burns. Now before we get into that interview, and trust me on this one, it's an awesome, awesome interview and I'm really proud of it. I just want to touch base about the last episode. So on episode 60, I was joined by the 80s icon, the absolute legend that he is, Steve Guttenberg. And even saying it out loud right now doesn't seem real because I never thought he would get on this podcast. He hasn't done any interviews for a very long time. He doesn't do much press anymore and he definitely doesn't do any podcasts. So to know that I got him on here as an exclusive, it still blows my mind now. But as I just said, on today's episode I'm joined by Lindsay Burns and I'm absolutely thrilled with this interview. I'm very honest and I let my guard down I think more and more as the episodes go on so you get to see a bit more and hear a bit more about me. But it's more about Lindsay and she's one of my favourite guests to date and I really love the honesty and the kind of chemistry that we had from the start. So let's just get straight to it. Here's me and the amazing Lindsay Burns. Lindsay, thank you for joining me today on the Mark and Me podcast. Well, you're welcome. Hello, Mark. How are you doing? I'm great. Can you hear me well? I can hear some noise in the background, which I'm going to have to oh, edit out. I'm running a marathon. Nice. <laughs> How many miles are you doing on your marathon? Oh, I'm on the 13th mile. I'm just about to... Uh, wow. Yeah. You know, underachiever. What I want to do is basically, for those people that have tuned in today and have not heard of you, where the fuck have yes. they been all their life? But, more importantly... Where did it start for you when you were growing up? When was it that you got that first camera and thought, I want to take photos for a living? (laughs) I should have an answer for this. I feel like it changes all the time. When did I get my first camera? I I don't know. When I was, I was working at an art magazine, Juxtapose. I was working at a um, publishing house that published Juxtapose magazine, Thrasher magazine. At the time, uh, Slap Skateboard magazine. And my boss gave me a Yashica T4 and wanted me to take photos I guess I think like part of it was that I wanted to prove that when I was going on these trips like selling ads because that's what I was doing that I wasn't fucking off yeah I was like doing something and I remember getting published like just like an event and and being like oh this is really cool like I loved seeing my name in in the magazine. Yeah. Um, I loved like I loved that feeling. But I wasn't in that. I wasn't a photographer in that capacity at all. It was just like on the events page. I didn't come to it for a really long time. I didn't think that there was any possible way that I was like an artist of any kind. I thought I was a business person. <laughs> like, that was how I was brought up. You know, was that like you have to like be business. And if you wanted to survive. Yeah. So only the, like, 1% of the 1% of the 1% could ever make a living or, or feed themselves in the arts field. That was kind of what, I don't, I don't know if it was what my parents said or what my filter was as a young child, what I heard. Um, so it wasn't something that I set out to do in, in any way. But I liked it. I liked how that felt. So when you were working for this sort of skateboard magazine, were you kind of yeah. feeling a bit limited with the amount you could do with 
you know, a guy on a skateboard, or did you try and make it as kind of? Well, I wasn't. So I wasn't even shooting photos for, for nothing. That. So Thrasher, Thrasher is like a massive skateboard magazine. Yeah, and um, and Juxtapose is a, a big art magazine now. Um, it was really new at the time. This is this is like I started working there in '97. So I was um, two years old. <laughs> yes, and, of course. <laughs> and, um, no, I didn't feel limited at, at all because I was obsessed with the skateboard photographers and, yeah. and the music aspect and the idea that I, I just I couldn't believe that that's what they did. I still couldn't understand it. It didn't like filter in my in my brain space that like that was all they did was do photos and so it was just like a it was a really gradual progression for me as far as learning that I just kind of got the bug I took one I decided to enroll into a class and and still it was like really you know one of the skateboard photographers was like hey do you want to go shoot this music show and I was like yes so I did that and you know I think I got I shot like 10 rolls of film and maybe five frames turned out awesome. And I cried. I was crying. <laughs> he was like, no, you don't understand. Like, these are great. You're lucky if you get like a couple good shots. And, and he was so encouraging to me, but I remember feeling like I had failed and I was like awful. Um, but he was like, no, you just got to keep, keep trying. I just liked it, but I was doing ad sales. So that's what I was doing. I was doing ad sales and then I was doing marketing for all the magazines so was your mentality i don't think i can make a living out of this and i'm gonna have to do the shitty corporate job of nine to five or (laughs) yeah it it honestly just didn't it did not come into my brain space um i also didn't think i was any good like i didn't think i didn't look at my stuff and be like oh this is great until so uh, yashika t4 is just this film point and shoot and I actually have I'm, I think I'm on like my fifth one now I've got like a graveyard of them I'm in a, at a point with this camera right now that I don't even like it but I still have it yeah the photographer was doing it was a behind the scenes for Sports Illustrated and he was shooting with the Yashica T4 and he said it's not the camera it's not your gear it's it's your eye and I started kind of just looking at my photos a little bit differently and I was like oh wait I'm not bad at this this looks cool yeah um and for somebody who's got like a uh, low self-esteem and voices in my head which kind of means that I'm just a little bit self-obsessed as well it was a nice feeling and so I just kept going that photographer by the way had a very 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 massive career and also crashed and burned and it's like embarrassing to say that he was a huge influence uh because he like basically took advantage of a bunch of women and so we just don't name him anymore but he was a big influence for me so yeah there's that then at this point you were obviously these this isn't the day of when you could look at your photos right away you'd get them developed and be waiting to yeah. see which ones were good and which ones were bad but when was it that you were kind of getting noticed and people were saying, can you come and shoot for me? Or, you know, you actually invested in a in a better camera or thought, fuck it, I'm going to do this as a living. So it was years later. Um, I, I, I made my way down to L.A. and I and a job that I had didn't work out. Uh, and, and I met this wedding photographer 
and she took me on this like insane trip to Mexico. Her name's Mel Barlow. She is so talented. And she took me on an all-expense-paid trip. All I had to do was second shoot this, like, three-day extravagant, crazy wedding. And she believed in me. I was like, oh, wait, I can, like, do this as a job. It was, like, little by little. You know, Tegan and Sarah asked me to go on tour with them. And I was like, oh, my gosh, do I get this marketing job that I have an interview for? Or do I go on tour with this amazing band, you know, and that I have a personal relationship with and that, you know, it was like a big decision for me. Door number one, that's kind of like guaranteed or door number two, which is like a fantasy. By no chance, I mean, do I get noticed? Do people ask me? I don't know. I think that I'm still not there yet. So um, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Next question. You mentioned then as well that you, you know, you were taken to a a live show to shoot some pics and stuff. And there's a big difference in shooting someone in a car park or trying to look cool but when you go and try and capture a band you don't just want to capture them at any point you try and I don't know when I when I see a photo of yours from any band it doesn't matter if they're underground or a big big multi-million selling band you capture the the moment of being there and it's you feel like fuck I'm at this gig and not many people capture that I don't I don't know how you do it thank you thank you thank you thank you that I'm doing what I want that's all I want to do yeah, that's, that's what I want to do is is I'm a little obsessed with a moment and it's in my career. I think that it can be frustrating for those around me at a live show. That's one thing. It's kind of my time. And and although I get frustrated with the limitations, you know, sometimes you only get three songs. If you are shooting for the band, you have more access. But it's the kind of searching for that moment and I'll just like shoot the whole show because I want that moment. And I probably caught the moment, but like, I don't know. I never think that I get the moment. I want all the moments. Yeah. Um, and I don't, it's just, it's fun. It's shooting live. There's so many good live photographers now, like so many of these guys and girls who are just like out on tour every day shooting these shows. And a lot of these bands though, they'll have kind of a similar set list every night, but some of them switch it up. Yeah. So that photographer is like, probably, I don't, I wanted to do like this book. I thought like just a written book of like all the moments I wish I'd caught, but didn't. Oh, nice. Just to to like (laughs) save my brain. Nobody would care about me, you know, like, Oh, when he looked that way and spit out his mouth and you know, or, she snarled at the camera and I fucked up and didn't get it. You know, like all this stuff I think yeah. about like after the show, I'm like, I did a terrible job. Um, so I'm glad that you feel that way because that's what I'm trying to do. It seems now that, you know, with Instagram and all these different social medias that everyone counts themselves and classes themselves as a photographer just because they put a nice filter on it. And, you know, let's be honest, some people are very lucky and they have an iPhone with them or something and they, they, they take one photo that night that turns out to look pretty damn good but do you feel that the market's a bit flooded at the moment like when i go to festivals and gigs there seems to be as many photographers now as people in the crowd it's 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 pretty insane my insecurity would say that yeah you know um what i get from shooting live shows what i've gotten is this connection to what's going on when I was younger, when I would go to shows before I was shooting, I was like getting wasted at shows and 
I wasn't connecting at all. <laughs> yeah. Know? And that was another thing was, um, uh, wow, how personal should we get, Mark? I think we should. should really, I think I think we go all out. Should we get really personal? Should I give it to you? Yeah, just go with yeah, it. Yeah, you're really kind. You have a really kind voice. Well, just go with um, it. You know, I stopped drinking, and when I stopped drinking, I and I love live music. I love music. I was in a couple very small bands that never did anything, and and um, I needed something to do, and this was a great way for me to feel. Like I, I had something to do while I was going and seeing these bands and enjoying music, and it it was really positive for me. So I don't know if I don't want to take that away from from people and be like, you know, not everybody's a photographer. Um, you can anybody can be a photographer. Anyone can be a painter. Anyone can do it. Yeah. Um, there's a business side to what I do that is hard and um that is challenging and that um takes you know i really think that my marketing background as a marketing director for those magazines i was marketing director for a music festival um for coachella actually right after and um I think that having that is a really big advantage to bands like having that experience because i know the assets that we're trying to capture um, and not everyone has that. Yeah, go out, experience. Like, everyone can be a bird watcher. Everyone, you know what I mean? It's true. Um, but it's like, if you know, the dedication, there's a lot of pounding the pavement that comes along with it. You know, and some people get really lucky and have a team around them. And, and um, I've done my career has been really DIY. I've had some people help me out along the way. I really appreciate, you know, but as far as the actual like business back end of it, um, the majority of it, I don't, I don't want to say like I do it all alone, but it's a little more DIY than, than a lot of people I know. The, the thing is as well, um, everyone has different perceptions. So someone will say to me, oh man, I've tried so hard. I wish I could make it as a podcaster. I've worked my ass off and it's like, what have you done? I bought a microphone, I bought a mixer, I've, I've, I've stood outside a film premiere and no one came out and I gave up. And I'm like, that's not hard work, that's yeah. not wanting it, that's kind of having a fantasy. There's a difference of then doing that every single day, morning, day and night until you get lucky, you know? Yeah, I mean, and there are really persistent people and, and also you're likable you know you're a likable person so your emails are nice your reach outs are nice you you follow up when you say you're going to follow up and that's that's a huge part of it and then you you get the interview you do a good interview and then people are like oh wow you know it opens you up to something else so it's getting the client and then doing 110 percent of the job you know, and that's not to say that, like, everybody likes working with me. I'm sure people, I'm sure I'm really annoying. Half an hour in and I like you, so you're not annoying yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I, I know I'm annoying because sometimes I annoy myself. Um, you know, those days where it just get overwhelmed. But yeah, 
So when the oh, when no. the when the band's not on stage, and this is where I saw most of your work, I think one of the first images I saw of yours was from the band's Death from Above, or I think back then they were Death from Above, nineteen seventy nine. I think I saw a really kick ass black and white photo, and I was like, that's you know. I didn't mean to be ignorant, but I, I never really... I saw a great photo and I wouldn't ever delve much deeper. I'd just be like, oh, that's cool. But then I started seeing the same names cropping up and I saw Paramore and I saw Churches and I saw... I keep seeing this name. It kind of made me want to explore more. Like, I, I noticed that I, I got to the point where I could see a photo and I know it was yours and... Really? Yeah. And that's it, so it's, cool. It's, it's, it's a cool game. It's like, is that one of hers? And I go on, it's like Lindsay. I'm like, fuck yeah. I know, not, not every time, but I'm like... Yeah, I know, I'm starting to, you know, I'm I'm not a photographer myself, but I was like, I'm starting to realise, like, that's her, that's her style, that's her, she's captured oh, that, man. you know? When when we're when we're not recording this, or, or whenever, um, I want to know why or how, like, I, I constantly ask myself, I'm like, do I have a style? Um, it's, yeah. uh, so, say for example, I went to New York with my dad last year, and I went to see Paramore, they were playing in some... Um, in Central Park and they had in the background one of your photos of the three of them and the way that they look on that photo Uh it's it's like a look of we want this photo to be taken we want to be here we're having a fucking great time and before this photo was taken we've been sat around talking and mucking around and having a great day and then (laughs) oh and then like shit we need to stop and actually have a photo because that's why we're here and now we'll go back to fucking about and it's captured in a way that most bands are trying to look cool. You know, you get to these rock bands and metal bands who are trying to look like, yeah, we're Metallica and all this. With the photos you take, everyone looks at ease and they're just having fun. And that's what I saw when I see photos of churches and Death From Above and Paramore and all these bands. I see I see this relaxed, different side to the band that lets you inside. So I feel like I know them. And I don't know how you capture that in a photo because it's not luck because you do it time and time again. This is so nice. I'm gonna have to have. I'm gonna have to hire you to write my bio because I've never had one of those written. Thank you. That's. I. I think that that's the. You know. That's the challenge, right? Yeah. Is sometimes in and like you were saying before we got on on to do the official podcast is sometimes you get such a limited amount of time with people and there's a challenge. You know, our jobs are very similar. Yeah. You know, when you know a band, like I know Paramore, Haley and I have a very long history and trust and I love her. So I hope and, and same with her bandmates, Taylor, Zach and, and, you know, like I care about them. Yeah. And, but this is over. This is over, a, you know, I guess now like eight year span of working with them. That is kind of a different scenario, right? That's one that's like long term and, and has brewed for a for over yeah. over time um and also like yeah we have a job to do and they've trusted me to do this job so there's part of me that's a, that feels really anxious about it and and for me the best thing that i can do is try to get a, a real feeling try to get them to feel good and like they made a good decision <laughs> you know um with them like with with her in particular it's interesting because we can explore a lot of different, when we get time together, we can explore different things and, and, and have five minutes. We could literally have five minutes of shooting and get a, a cover of, you know, in, yeah. 
and have. I've been like, go over there for five seconds. You know, we just have like a moment. And but um, with other like bands or celebrities or people that I'm taking pictures of, sometimes you just get like a couple minutes and and uh, however much time they've allotted. So that's the challenge. I don't know. I mean, what's your tactic? I just go for guests now and whatever they tell me I'm allowed I will take the piss this is my let my secret out now but I will I got to, I got told I could only have 10 minutes with Hannibal so everyone said you can have 10 minutes with Mads Mickelson we were still there after 45 minutes because they get involved in the conversation it's not a tactic it's not a it's just the way I am and they're not wanting to go they, they're happy to sit there and they've let their guard down and we're sitting there and it's comfortable and they're like oh shit it's been 45 minutes I better go but I've never had a guest saying I want to go. You know, you just kind of. Yeah. They, you, it sounds weird. The, the good ones, they feel like a friend at the end because you've talked and you know given your heart, and they give you yours, and you just kind of think, well, you know, there's a special moment there that I've captured, like on a photo, but it's just audio based. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a strange one. I always look back like it's a diary. I always look back that one day I can look back at all these and think I did that, and that's my moment I captured with that person. We shared something that day in that moment that no one else has shared yeah. with them. It's, it's a strange one. Yeah, I truly think that what you do is is much more challenging because uh, getting people to open up verbally is is much is much more vulnerable than in a photo. But the, the thing is, I've been in moments, and I've never revealed this until now, but I've been there in moments where people have said the wrong thing or they've, they've said something that needs to not be on the recording and I've always took it off I've always respected them I've never been a journalist and tried to get a headline where someone's slagged someone off or said that and that's not me that's not my nature I'd rather have a nice positive and give someone that listens a a bit of an inspiration or something you know right and I think that and now and now we've found the common ground that's that's been what I've stood by yeah you know is okay we're gonna try this um, I had this happen recently where I, I got a portrait session and we tried something that was more, um, I don't know what the best way to describe it, but it was more like risque or adventurous. You know, it, was, it wasn't safe. Yeah. And they requested that I don't turn in that look. Uh, Cause like a lot of times with these like fashion magazines, you'll, you, you give them a couple different outfits, whatever, whatever. It's yeah, yeah. stuff. But, um, and it's the best one. It's the best one. And it's they look the best. It's the most compelling. And they don't want me to turn it in. And uh, so I'm not going to. You know, I can only push as much. Yeah. But that trust. And the truth is, is that it has probably held me back. You know, um, I don't post private moments. As far as, like, my Instagram following, I have a, a strong ish following but not anything compared to a lot of these photographers and it's it's challenging to keep some of that stuff uh private you know the the challenging part is just reconciling that in myself where i'm like it's long game this is long game you know the only thing that i have is my integrity yeah so i'm not gonna like put anybody on blast no and and if they don't want it or they don't like that photo or you know giving people that kind of control and not forcing them into a corner and just being like look you can trust me um and you know so 
It goes a long way. It goes a long way. Like you said, the waiting game is a lot better. I've had things that would put me on the front of newspapers that they've come out with and literally their publicist rung me straight afterwards and said, please chop that out. How much money do you want? We'll get it chopped. And I just turned around and said, I don't want any money. It's already chopped. I'm not here to try and get a cheap five minutes of fame. This is not what it's about. And they're like, oh my God, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, like I'm not an arsehole. You know, it's, it's yeah. not, it's not what I want to do. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you just hope, you know, you hope that that word, you know, as far as if you're talking just your career and the success of your podcast or the success of, you know, my photography career, I just hope that that gets passed along. I hope that less of the she's insane and yeah. <laughs> a bit neurotic and obsesses over where the lens cap is. I don't know. Like, I hope that the other stuff overshadows that, you know. It's an interesting so one, isn't it? It really is. I think that's where, our, like you said, our common ground is. It's it's something that, yeah, you're not going to get famous overnight and you're not going to be a millionaire, but it feels bloody good to be to be real and i think that's what people prefer than just some fake bullshit yeah i mean there's a lot of bands that have hired me and hired me again and you know paramore tegan and sarah fun way back when um that like really without them without like everybody there like the label the like believing in me like i wouldn't I wouldn't have this, you know. There's like a trail of people who lifted me up and we had a mutual understanding and trust. So, like, I owe it to them to protect them. The thing is as well, once you've got that trust, it leads on to more. So I know you said you worked with Paramore and Haley and stuff, but that obviously led to then Good Die Young, which is something I'm behind and I'm always rooting for Haley and Brian to be in every big store in the world. And I love the fact that they've done it themselves and... <laughs> You're, you're part of that, so it just leads on, like the knock-on effect of, you know, I always find that the good interviews then lead to interviewing someone else because they tell their friends. It sounds like Wayne's World, and they yeah. tell their friends, and they tell their <laughs> friends, but it's true, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's, it, that's, uh, that's how it works. So one thing I was really curious about yourself, obviously you do a lot of still photography, and like I said, you've got this style, but surely, surely there's a film in you somewhere. I just see this director I know it's a lot more work and a lot more consistency and if you're if you're feeling anxious or you're feeling like you don't want to go and leave the house that day you're going to have to every day for a long period but surely you've got a film inside you oh man I mean I'm not much of a writer so I've got a lot of ideas and I've directed a few little little things I've yeah. a few music videos and um you know I'm I'm kind of about the collaboration at this point. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times that's what will happen. Well, a band will come to me, they will say, this is what my music, you know, let's translate what are the image that's going to go along with that. It, it feels like a collaboration. Um, as far as like a film, I mean, I've got a few ideas <laughs> for sure, but I, you know, I've, I have ideas for days and it, whether or not they ever come to fruition, you know, that would be a dream for sure that would be yeah. been on huge movie productions and seen what goes into that and what that looks like and the energy is i, I could just stay there for ever just watching everything that goes on what, what about the prep work because some people just think you know I, I turn up to gigs now and every fucking person has a phone out and no one listens and captures it for themselves everybody wants to try and for some stupid reason get it on their phone and go back and listen to it when it's like 
like when it sounds shit and <laughs> it looks toss, but for some reason everybody thinks they can just capture it. But you're different. You must sit there and prep, you know, when you turn up to your shoots or to gigs. Have you got this kind of ritual that you do or a process that you follow or is it a case of trying to, you know, how does it go about? Yeah, I mean, I decide what cameras I'm going to... We decide... It depends on the scale of the shoot and how I want to do it. And and a lot of times, I think it's kind of been the same thing that I've done my whole life. Like, even when it's like, write this essay when you're in third grade, you know, like I labor over it, I labor over it, and then I just erase it all and then I write three words. You know, I think that I stress out about it. I have anxiety about it. I wake up at five in the morning, even though I've like thought of every which way. Um, that usually is part of my process. Um, you know, the night before, I just... or again, depending on the scale of the shoot. So if it's a more chill shoot, it's the night before I decide what kind of gear I'm bringing. You know, if it's something where I have to rent, I got to think about this stuff, you know, days ahead. So it's all scaled to the job. But the ritual part, I'm usually up at five in the morning freaking out about something that I think that I forgot. Um, And like... (laughs) I'm so glad it's not just me. (laughs) Yeah. Before before I go, that's that's my ritual. I'm like driving all the people in my life crazy. But um, yeah, I just had a shoot. I just did a a shoot the day before yesterday, and that happened. Yeah. I woke up at five in the morning. I started emailing everyone, like we forgot this, and um, nobody responded. Did it go okay? Was it was the positive outcome? (laughs) Yeah. it was it was it was a great shoot and um everybody was happy so if everybody's happy and i'm the only one who's like it didn't look exactly how i thought it would look in my head um then like i can come around to a point where i'm like oh yeah i actually said to my i have an assistant um on shoots usually now but when they're bigger and um and i have one guy that i really like to work with and he um he said, no, this was great. This was something different. And I was like, I feel like I just got all the same photos I always get, which maybe means that I do have a style. Like I was like, Oh yeah. And, and, and we had like a big melt. I just have a meltdown. So like we, I melt down in the morning and then we have a really great shoot. And then I melt down at night and think I did a terrible job. But, um, at last night I did all the outputting for the photos and there's like 400 selects so i can't i can't seem to narrow it down so that's a good problem i think a lot of people don't realize and you know it's not trying to be patronizing to the people that don't do photography etc but everyone thinks you get a camera you go to a gig a band's on stage you take a photo you print it out and it's done but it's all about the editing and you know a lot of people don't realize the process involved and the amount of work sometimes you might just capture that photo but some of the photos that really stand out for magazine covers and album covers have been edited and you take full ownership don't you you don't have an editor or anything it's, it's all you you do the, the the photography and then the editing as well is that something you really enjoy and get invested in or is that kind of a chore uh it i think it depends it's you know like anything else it's like when time does not permit then it feels like a chore yeah. when i have the time it's it's really fun and the editing process is you know it's it's like there's a few steps. So the actual like editing down of the number of photos, what am I going to turn in? Am I going to pick the right ones? 
um, you know, and, and narrowing down those moments and finding those. Sometimes it's really easy. Sometimes it's really hard. And then it's, and then it's actually like color correcting and doing all of that stuff. I, I don't know. I would be open. I, I think I would be open to um, collaborating with somebody on that, but maybe not. Thanks for bringing that up. I get that asked a lot, and I can't. I can't. I can't let anyone else near it. It's like my baby, even though it's recorded. If someone said to me now, "Hey, that interview with Lindsay, do you want me to go and edit it? I'll, I'll chop out all this shit and I'll do this," and I'm like, "Fucking no way! That's mine. Like, get off! I am going to make sure that that's how I want it to be. I'm too protective." I, uh, I don't know. I think sometimes I am, and sometimes I'm not. It really depends on on what we're trying to achieve and what the what the job is you know let's not we can't forget that i'm a commercial photographer a lot of times yeah so being a job that means that i i have to um adhere to what the the bigger the, the bigger thing is right yeah so so sometimes it's it's necessary for, and I completely understand and respect what you're saying, um, but also, it, it, I think it's more sensitive when you're dealing with people's words. You know, yeah. if I'm handing over, if I'm working for a band and I'm handing over photos to, to their people, it's kind of up to them. Yeah, that's um, fair. So it, it's a process of letting go. But if I, a lot of times, I'm just happy if they're happy. Yeah. If that makes sense. So um, I'm not like, I wish, I kind of wish that I was like super, like super duper art freak where I was like, no, <laughs> don't, their eye has to look that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, I'm like, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not actually, I'm going to be real. I'm not. The, the thing is, um, you, you have to please someone, so the label's going to have to say, well done, Lindsay, or the band's going to... I only have to please myself, oh, yeah. you know. And I'm a people pleaser. I want you to like me. I want them to like me. Yeah. That's like, that's what I want. So I'm just going to be honest, because when I was a kid, it was certainly honest for... It was it was very hard for me to be honest in yeah. this. It's like, my, one of my number one goals is like, I want you to like me. Yeah. So when, I, when somebody hires me or like I get hired for something I want that person to like me that's what I'm trying to achieve with with this photography thing right yeah make so as many I friends to, as you can I, yeah I want to I want to be liked so <laughs> if, you're, you're absolutely right like if somebody's like hey we love this and like I'm you know job well done thank you so much I'm a people person people ask that question all the time are you a dog person or a cat person and I'm like I'm a people person we have a lot in common. Hell of a lot. I'm, I'm the same. A hundred percent. Dog, cat, they're going to like me if I feed them. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. For the most part. Throw, <laughs> the most throw part. a ball across a room and already you've got a best friend, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, i got a snack in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but that's, yeah. that's like the truth. A cheesy question that you've probably been asked a million times and I'm going to get it out of the way, but... um. What what what's your favorite piece of work, or what was it like when you first saw an album cover with your piece of work? Like the Church's album cover is, is so iconic, so cool, and you know it must oh, be man. it must be nice to go. I took that. Yes, it was really nice to say that I took that, and also you know I collaborated with them, and also with Warren Fu, who's an incredible art director and director. Um, he's done so much stuff, so it, it was just actually really 
amazing that they wanted me to capture those images um, and, and that particular image. Um, you know, when I was a little kid, my dad had a really big record collection. Yeah. And I used to just look at those rec- those records all the time. And um, I remember one of our friend's brothers got a tattoo gun and he was going to like tattoo us. And we were in high school. And I remember looking on the albums to see if there was anything on the album that like I wanted to get tattooed. And then I got scared and I didn't do it. <laughs> um, and our other friend ended up with like a rose on her hip or something. Amazing. And, and, but I remember like looking at those, you know, album covers and I just never in a million years like I just thought they were so cool and I never in a million years thought that I would be part of creating something like that and um you know I keep saying there's a million people behind it but I just it it feels really special and sometimes when I'm shooting I'll think about that and I'll be like man when I was a kid I looked and it's kind of what you were saying too is like I I looked at this stuff and was like, what was going on during yeah. that photo session? And sometimes I realize that I'm creating those moments that with these people that other people might go, what was going on then? It's not like as well that you've done some small little punk ska band that are in a garage for your uncle's son, you know, like your nephew. <laughs> it's it's churches, which are probably one of the biggest selling bands, especially over here right now. So that's going to be in 10, 15 years looked at like people sometimes look at stuff like... I don't know, the Beatles or the Beach Boys, they're iconic album covers that in 10, 20 years, people are going to look, well, maybe longer, 30 years, are going to be like, that's such a great album. Look at that cover. It's it's iconic, oh, you know? Cool. And that's a that's cool, cool feeling, isn't it? Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I like that a lot. Like, imagine being the um, guy that took the photo of the Beatles on Abbey Road. Like, he took that just of them for mucking around, crossing the road. How many people have I, gone, cool as fuck, you know? Yeah, that, I mean, and that has been... A reference, a photo reference forever yeah. for every band, you know. Um, I love Churches. They're such a great band. I absolutely love their music so much. Yeah. Um, and it, it, this is this is where I get cheesy. It's like, what a special honor for real. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm uh, really excited about that. Everybody in the world was doing their most played music um, on Spotify like a few weeks ago. And oh, yeah. um, my number one was um, Get Out by Churches. And oh. I just, I'm seeing them in a few weeks. And I just think Lauren and everything in that band, I just think no one's doing what they're doing right now. And it's it's fucking awesome. Like, I never get bored of them. They're just, they're brilliant. Oh, I feel really, I feel really lucky that I've become friends with Lauren. So I'm going to tell her that you said that. I had lunch with her yesterday. And, um, you know, we. I think that when you're, I think that, it's really nice that I can, and not to like be all like, Hey, I had lunch with her, but it's like, I don't, I don't think that you can ever hear that stuff enough. No. You know, I think that it's awesome. I'm going to get off the phone with you and I'm going to like text her and be like, Oh my gosh, I did this thing. And this guy, Mark, and you know, he was talking about you, blah, blah, because it's like every, everybody needs that. Yeah. Because it's how many people focus too much on the negative? Like, if you see a tweet, a tweet, I sound like my dad, a tweet or a <laughs> yeah. uh, or a uh, Instagram picture now, say if it's yeah. the biggest celebrity in the world, I don't know, like Eminem or someone, you go to the first yeah. comment, the first comment that's been liked 10 million times, it's always something yeah. like, hey, you got fat or hey, 
don't you look a dickhead or I wish you would do the album you used to do and all this like there's never the top comment on YouTube or anything is never wow what a fucking groundbreaking song or how cool do you look or well done for having 30 years in the rap business which no you know there's not enough positivity yeah it's it's wild I mean and that's a you're obviously really attracted to bands with integrity people with integrity I mean Lauren is so incredible her moral compass is so strong and her vision is so strong and um it really shows through i think in like the decisions that that her that she makes and has made yeah um in her career and i'm i'm so excited to you know this was a really great record and i always get really excited to see what people do next i'm excited they're they're playing coachella i hope i get to go this year so i i mean i just i do i love that band just and I bit. don't even need to be reminded because every day I'm like, oh yeah, I love that band. You know what I mean? I listen to them all the time. And they're British. They're one of ours. Yep, they're one of yours. <laughs> <laughs> they're one of yours. It was hard for me to understand her when she talked at first. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you remember the uh, the first album cover or the first uh, magazine cover that had your published? And I'm not talking just like a little, like a magazine that's local to your area. Like the first one where you bought a magazine in the shop or you went out and was like, fuck, look in the CD store. There's my picture. Oh, that had something inside. Yeah, that was you. Um, you were like, I, that's my work. Look, I'm I, in there. Uh, I think it was Thrasher. So that's why it, this is kind of un, a weird, unfair question, right? Because I do believe that. It, I was published at the same place that I was working as an ad, ad salesperson. Yeah. So, um, wait, was it? Hold okay, on. let's let's switch it then. Let's go to album. Yeah. When was the first time you walked into a record <laughs> store and you were like, there's my work? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I think it was, um, oh man, I think it was Steel Train. Cool. Yeah, I think it was Steel Train, which um, was Jack Antonoff's other band so now he's in ble- now he has bleachers yeah he had fun and steel train steel train was before fun but it was also simultaneous so i believe that was my first album cover am i wrong i might be wrong i'll be that person that's like don't print that no problem um, yeah i don't know i can't oh. I don't know. That's a that's a hard one for me. I'm gonna wake I'm, up to an email from you at like four AM saying, Nope, nope, yeah. that needs to come out. It wasn't it was 5 this. I'm like, we talked for too long. Yeah. <laughs> I had too much coffee. Can we redo? <laughs> I've literally had a pot of coffee today. Good. That is not an exaggeration. <laughs> so I've obviously been quite positive. You've had a lot of ass kissing on this interview. It's been very, very uh, positive. Love it. I, it, love it. But, I love it. Love a good But, yeah. but. <laughs> When's it not been so good? When's there been a shoot that you've gone, I want to stop, I want to throw my camera in the bin and I never want to see a photo ever again? Or has it never got that bad? Um, it's never gotten that... I've had uncomfortable moments. Yeah. Um, I've definitely had a shoot this year that... And, and I don't know how detailed I can get about it, but it was... Um, it was like it was extremely challenging it was extremely challenging from every aspect there was just no way that i was going that i could turn it around and um it ended up turning out the 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 final shoot ended up turning out really beautiful they had some very strong 
let me just put it to you this way. I can't say who it was. No. But they requested, I found out later that they requested that no horizontal shots were used. Strange. I'm, I'm still, I'm dumbfounded by this request. Yeah. They said no landscape is what, what they said. And, and so, you know, I immediately was like, oh, they don't want to show the like landscape. But what they meant it, upon further investigation was that they only wanted vertical shots, which to me was really funny because I was like, I mean, should I just I thought about like making them triangles or, you know, squares <laughs> yeah. or like hexagons and and turning them in that way. Um it was so strange because I could take any one of those horizontal shots, which were beautiful, by the way, not to, yeah. not because of me, but because of the entire team. And I could have cropped them into vertical photos. I don't know. It was so silly. Um, and, you know, it turns out that that person had a lot going on and it was announced the next day just how much they had going on yeah so um the the challenge was keeping my head on straight and fighting the obstacles like not fighting the obstacles but jumping over the obstacles as they were thrown my way that day you know i just feel like when things like that happen when it's hard to keep the people happy that it i don't give up it just makes the next shoot that much easier you appreciate um, the other stuff a lot more, don't you? Yeah, the only time that I really feel like I want to give up is when I, you know, try to manifest something or I've, I've envisioned working with someone or something and it doesn't happen and I get disappointed or, you know, I'm going down the Instagram K-hole, which I think that everybody does. I mean, the more and more that I pay attention to people and they're and their social media. And when I see somebody who's like erased all their photos when, you know, or they've stopped following everyone or, you know, I'm like, Oh, you're feeling what I'm feeling. Or they're like, I need to go on a social media cleanse. And they like put it up on their stories. And I'm like, I'm not alone because it's so easy. And especially I think in, as a photographer to be looking and it looks like everyone is just like, you know, smashing it in a way that seems unattainable you know but that's my the, that's... desire is to like work with and as many people and and experience as, as much and create as much as possible so in those moments in those hours <laughs> you're just like going down this hole it starts out with inspiration right yeah it starts out with me being like i want to look at this because i want to be inspired and then i'm like i will never be good enough but um, but isn't that the worst thing? Isn't that like yeah. like I I I'm always jealous of the people that can cut themselves off social media for so long. Um, I, I as much as I love it, I think Instagram is to blame for a number of people having eating disorders and having anxiety and stress because nobody publishes on there a photo of them crying or feeling shitty with no makeup on. It's always look how great I am, look how amazing my life is, look how... It's like an Ikea catalogue. Everyone's like, look how fucking great my life is. Look how f sexy I look today. And it's not achievable. Like, I wake up and I look like shit. My hair looks like shit. But I'm not going to take a photo and put it on Instagram and say, look, everyone, because I look awful. You know, it's it's false. It's all a bit make-believe. Yeah, I have a hard time putting photos of myself on my Instagram. <laughs> so, yes. 
I agree. Well, I agree. We are like, going to have to use a photo of you when we publicize this episode. Uh-oh. So good luck with that. <laughs> well, my, my go-to photo of myself is usually half face with a friend. Cool. So it's usually half of my face and then there's somebody who's really cute in the other <laughs> part of the photo. <laughs> well, you can decide which one you want. I'll give you a half face. I'll give you like a half face photo. That's okay, that sounds good. This yeah. this question I know you've had a number of times because I've done some research, but I'm going to ask you because this is a question I ask every single person that's ever been on the podcast. It Maybe I'll give you a, a different answer. Maybe I'll lie this time. Honestly, there are going to be people that have tuned in that are fans of your work that have got themselves a Canon camera for Christmas or they've asked for a decent little SLR camera and they want to be you. They want to be the next you know, the next big thing. What advice do you give? Because they might not have the opportunity to be working in the industry. They might be going to local gigs. They might be, I don't know, but what are the, what's the advice to get that yourself noticed? I mean, that I don't know, because like I said, I still don't feel like I've noticed. Like I can't even believe you're talking to me. (laughs) Um, As far as advice, well, my today's advice is drink coffee, drink coffee, Try not to compare yourself. I had a photographer I worked for a couple times. His name is Joseph Coltice. He's insanely talented, um, like massive photographer. And I had a shoot and I called him and I said, I don't know how to do this. And he's like, stop trying to be me. Don't look at my photos and try to do what I do because you're going to do what you do. That was like, that was a really good piece of advice. Yeah. Um, I think because you can do that all day long. Oh, my stuff does. It doesn't look like that or the lighting's different or you, you, you make what you're going to make and, and kind of try to just find your own path, find your own style. That's good. Yeah. Find, find what you're good at. You know. I, I had a comedian on last week who's on Netflix. He's called James Acaster. It's been my biggest ever episode. No, no pressure for you to follow it up, but you know, um, it got it, it's, it's all in the editing. It's all in the editing. It's it's, it's crazily big. But um, I said to him like, who influenced you? And you know, you can look at all the big, you know, huge people in the business. You can look at all all the huge, huge comedians out there. But he said he stopped. He stopped going to these shows and trying to be like them, and just kept going to make himself him. And yeah, I think too many people don't get the time or the the space to step back and say, actually, I want to be Mark or I want to be Lindsay instead of I want to be Andy Warhol or I want to be, you know, um, Zane Lowe. I need to stop and say, well, actually, Zane Lowe's already Zane Lowe, so why don't I become Mark? And people want to then listen to me instead of Zane, you know? Yeah, I mean, and and that's the thing is is there's enough ears to listen to both. Yeah you know, or all. And we got a lot of time on our hands as humans. And I I think, I think that there's enough love out there for everyone, you know, as our population grows. And, and, um, I think that's one thing to really remember. And, and, and also this, you know, thank you so much because this has been really helpful for me, um, to remind me like, yeah, I get really caught up sometimes and I need, the right lighting or I need this to look like this or I'm not good you know there's certain things that I'm not good at I'm not good this has been yes Mark this has been really helpful for me uh, in that remembering 
that what what I'm good at, you know, and what I'm good at is capturing moments, and that's what I like to do. Yeah. And and so you know, if the light's just a little bit off or something's not exactly perfect, to kind of let that go and concentrate on the moment. Yeah. And also, and and that that's you know that's what I really want more than anything is what you were describing as far as having people feel like they want to be there. There's nothing worse or more terrifying to me than having somebody show up and us have to work together or in in my mind get to work together and in their mind have to work with me. Yeah. And not and not want to be there. But that that's so transparent. I think even on the best lighting, the best set, the best design, you can see in their eyes if they're not wanting to be there. Yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no pressure. So, but yeah. So thank you so much for for doing that for me today because today was one of those days that I woke up with you know anxiety at five a.m. and couldn't go back to sleep and, and couldn't really get out of bed um, just because and um, the the good stuff and and hear that I really appreciate it. So there it is. There's my interview with me and the absolutely awesome Lindsay Burns. I'm absolutely thrilled with how this interview turned out. From the start of this interview, it felt like I'd known Lindsay for years. We were so honest, we let our guards down. And I don't know, I felt that I was... It didn't feel just like a one-way interview. It felt like I was talking more than I'm used to on the Mark and Me podcast, but it felt great. And, you know, it just shows how much I trust Lindsay and hopefully she trusts me because it was very insightful. We were very honest from the start and it got quite dark and quite deep. And that's what I think shows just how much you trust someone in an interview. I urge you all to go and check out Lindsay's work. Go on her official website, go on Instagram and give her a follow. Go on Twitter, go on Facebook. She's my favourite photographer in the whole world. She's absolutely awesome. And she captures images that I could only dream of. And that's a, that's not something you just can learn as a skill. I think you're born with it. And the eye and the vision that she has is like no one else. So please, go and check it out and let me know what you think. As always, guys, please go on to markandme.com as well. On there, there's my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram, my email, but also my Patreon. And I am starting work on a brand new project as we speak. So all the money that goes into my Patreon that supports this podcast will go straight back in. I don't make any money. You know this on the podcast. It's all about putting it right back in, doing more interviews, doing more content. Right now you're getting a weekly episode and that takes time and it takes money. And you're getting four episodes every month. And you can go on there and sign up for as little as 70p. I want to end today's episode by saying a huge thank you to Lindsay once again. She's so busy and I just want you to know how much I value your time and I'm so grateful that you came onto this podcast. I hope you come back for more because I really enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys out there have too and I'll be back again in a week's time with a brand new episode. So until then, take care and I'll speak to you all soon.
die.